Hey, it's the Pizza Party Podcast. Who are you people? Hey, I'm uh, Jim. <laughs> wow, Jim. Yeah, you sound very enthused there. Sorry. <laughs> who are you people? I'm Nolan. Hey. And, and who's our guest? Liz. Liz who? Liz Hockey. Tell us. Oh my god, I love Liz. hockey. Did you, wait, is your family, did your family invent hockey? Yeah, did your family invent hockey? <laughs> Liz, shouldn't you be in school? Invented hickeys because that's what last names mean. So. Whoa, really? Did you bring? What did you just bring them to America or invent them worldwide? Uh, they're pretty easy to to transport. So we brought them to America and kind of spread them around. So wow. very nice. That's cool. I'm learning a lot today. Who are you, Liz? Who am I? Yeah, who are you? Like, you know? Uh, I made Jammers on Cartoon Network, which is a pilot. Yeah, and I also work at BuzzFeed, and I make awesome stuff for them too. Not saying I'm awesome, but I make I like BuzzFeed, and they're awesome, so I make stuff for them. You try, yeah, I try to make awesome stuff. We'll get into uh, Liz's how Liz made all that stuff. Well, made her pilot thing after the news segment, but the next video is going to be a review on. Doug's Christmas special. Really? Have you guys seen the, the Doug Christmas special? Is what is this uh, Nickelodeon years or ABC years? Nickelodeon. I Doug Funny? I, yeah, Doug Funny. Oh, I never saw that. I think I saw it like in the 90s, but I don't think I've seen it since. Let me tell you what this uh, Christmas special about. Like, okay, first guess. What do you think the Christmas special is going to be about for Doug? Nickelodeon. Uh, so Patty, uh, Patty wants to get something and Doug has to get her. It and then she shaves her hair and he gets her a comb <laughs> and he <laughs> and she gets him a music box. But she's I forget the gift of the Magi. Sorry, let's go on. You <laughs> fucked up. Okay. I fucked that up. Sorry. Well, the the Doug's Christmas special is about his pet dog Pork Chop getting euthanized. No, it what? is not. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. That's no, like a family I'm guy joke. Serious. That's not real. I love it. More. Okay, so what happens is it's an episode where um one of the all the kids are skating by the lake, you know, like Charlie Brown does, and uh this one dumb rich girl, BB, <laughs> she skates too close to the ice and Pork Chop tries to stop her, but she doesn't listen, and eventually Pork Chop decides just to drag her away from the thin ice, which Oh my god, I remember this. Everyone assumes that uh, that he was attacking her, and Porkchop gets in a lot of media trouble. Like, the whole town just rallies okay. against this one dog. Well, because because BB's rich, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that. It's like a morally oh. complex Doug episode. <laughs> yeah. It's like if Doug was written by David Simon of The Wire, it's kind of like this Doug episode. Yeah, so if, if Doug doesn't win this court case, uh, Porkchop gets euthanized. What? Yeah. This isn't real. This oh, is, no. I, really, I really remember this. I, can't, I totally I forgot to about this. This is real. You know what? In real life, <laughs> the fucked up thing is, since it's a dog, it, it, there, there would be no trial. Oh, I'm like that's not that's for real. They would just I get know. animal control or something. Oh, that's. So that, I'm not so saying true. that's right. I don't agree with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, but that's a damn. So yeah, Merry Christmas, Doug. Great episode. <laughs> Straight to youth Asian. Euthanasian? No, that's not you, you, at all. <laughs> I think that's something else. 
Youth, euthanized. <laughs> euthanized. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And now I want to rewatch this Doug episode. <laughs> but let's get into the news. The biggest episode of Gravity Falls ever is almost here. Ah, it's just going to be another goofy episode filled with silly jokes for kids. It's the end of the world. Ignore him. Alex, the end is near. All right. Hey. Hey guys, you like Gravity Falls? Oh yeah, oh, I love that. Yes, I, can't I wait. love Gravity Falls. I can't wait for them to have another season. Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen. It's canceled. What's wrong, ah! Mabel? What? I'll just wait until you're done. I'm done. What? Yeah. So, um, Alex Hirsch, the creator, said, yeah. This, this is how the story is supposed to end, because, you know, he, he planned this out for two seasons, I believe. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like they Disney canceled it early. It's Alex Hirsch's uh, plan to have ca- to end it this way. Apparently, the season premiere broke ratings records for Disney XD. Like, it's actually Disney kept delaying him, let, uh, delaying letting him say it was ending because they were hoping he would change his mind. Oh, uh, that's why. But he, that also might explain why the episodes came out so infrequently. They wanted to extend it as long as they possibly could. Ah, uh, yeah. Because that show came out really infrequently, in, in and I just couldn't keep up with it properly. Because I always changed the schedule. But the thing is, uh, he said the story was over, but not the characters. Like, maybe he'd want to revisit these characters again. Oh, so that's his backup plan if whatever he's doing after Gravity Falls doesn't work. Oh, no. You never know. I mean, I could see Gravity Falls continuing like the high school years. Gravity Falls all grown up, like Dipper and Mabel are like teenagers. Um, Uncle Stan died of old age, you know, something like that. Or Seuss died of diabetes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's awful. So it's over. Sorry. Gravity Falls is ending. How do y'all feel? You um, know, probably- some things don't need to last forever. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's the end. And that's it. And you can't just drag it on for 27 seasons. Well, I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, it was only two seasons, but it lasted like four years or five years because they kept delaying the episode. So it felt like longer somewhat. Yeah, it did. I mean, when I watch newer Adventure Time, I start to question whether (laughs) having a show run forever is a good idea. So. Oh, geez. Did you guys know that Finn is like the spiritual incarnation of the fucking comet? I don't know. Sounds possible. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. It's just like I I wouldn't mind two great seasons more than ten okay seasons. Yeah. You know? Well, I still want more than six episodes of Clerks and Mission Hill. Oh, good luck with that. True. Yeah. Well, True. The, well, the Mission Hill people said, "Hey guys, we have news. Uh, we can sell merchandise of Mission Hill now." Which is strange that they came back like in 2015 to say that. That's true. Maybe they're trying to test the waters and then they can do a Kickstarter. Yeah. And be- do like. I mean, I never thought Mystery Science Theater would be coming back, so you never know. Well, Mystery Science Theater came back in a billion different alternate forms to escape their own copyright rules. That's true, but now it's, like, really coming back. Yeah. So I, I feel like it could, plausibly, it could happen. I mean, I think my favorite Mystery Science Theater episode was Warriors of the Lost World. Warrior of the Lost World. Doom, doom. Hey, look, it's a paper chase guy. Hey. There is. It looks like he's had some Novocaine. Gee, Ohio looks great after the apocalypse. Next bit of news. Remember Edgar Wright? 
He's making a movie about shadows for DreamWorks Animation. Mm, I can't wait for him to get kicked off the project. Yeah, is this, no offense to Edgar Wright, but he announces a lot of stuff. So mm. I know, like, his next movie is Baby Driver. Like, there's people are cast. Like, it seems like that's happening. But he's attached to, like, a Johnny Depp movie. Uh that Neil Gaiman it's based on a Neil Gaiman book. And I think something, I might be wrong about that, but it's just like he gets attached to a lot of things and then you never hear anything of them. So, but this seemed to be, they, they, it was that news story was posted everywhere. So I would like it to happen. I don't know. I hope it happens. Well, about this movie, uh, all we know is it's about a shadow. And that reminded me, like, there was another DreamWorks movie called Me and My Shadow. It was about a guy, like a a CGI human, and behind him was always a two-dimensionally drawn shadow, which I just found out got canceled. Mm. And they're saying (laughs) this is not related to that, but it involves shadows. So it's maybe they'll use some ideas from it for this shadow project Edgar Wright is doing for DreamWorks Animation. I don't know. I don't know. But I think Edgar Wright's style would translate really well into animation. No, it would. He has a real visual style, and that would work. Yeah. If, I mean, and he wrote, by the way, he did write Tintin with yeah. Joe Cornish. So he has technically worked on him. kind of a cartoon. Not really. It was motion capture. And next bit of news. Um, do you guys remember this other Cartoon Network pilot called Long Live the Royals? Mm, nope. Nope. Okay, well, uh, there was this pilot online called Long Live the Royals by Sean Shizzles. Seen Shizzles. I I can never pronounce the name. Zealous. Oh, that's how it's spelled? That's how it's pronounced? Yeah. Sean Zealous. Okay, he's a supervising producer on Regular Show, and he's having Long Live the Royals, a miniseries. Not a a full series, but a miniseries, a four-part episode series. And it premieres this November, the 30th, of all things. Just... Out of nowhere. Hmm. I mean, I, I did not see any t- TV spots for it or anything, and it just came out of nowhere. But it's premiering. Is this Cartoon Network? Yeah, it's Cartoon Network, but it's just premiering November 30th, uh, like less than 10 days from now. Are they doing more, like, um, miniseries now? I think so, yeah. I mean, I guess after Over the Garden Wall, they were like, yeah, let's try this. Because that was successful, and it seems to, since they re- they're planning, they've said they're going to re-air it every year. I don't know if that'll continue, but yeah. I guess it kind of works out. They can just re-air these miniseries every certain time of year or something. Yeah, it definitely feels like something they would air in November, just th- during the autumn seasons. Yeah. Because they did play it, like, around Halloween time. Well, it takes place on Halloween. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Over the Garden Wall at the end, because that's where they have age-appropriate drinks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Cartoon was just, like, basically dumping this out. I can't... It, I didn't see any TV spots or anything other than, like, some some crew members on Twitter saying, hey, this is premiering November 30th. It's like, huh. like what? That's so soon? What? Because isn't that sweeps November 30th? Like, that's a big time, isn't it? Oh. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably it? really wrong. I'm not, a, I don't, I don't work in TV. What's Sweeps Weeks exactly? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Sweeps it's- is like when the advertisers reassess how much they're going to pay um, certain networks for certain shows. So they'll put on their best things to show the advertisers, like, really what they can do and how they can attract a big audience. That's, I'm sure I'm paraphrasing this. So if someone, <laughs> In the comments, wants to tell me how much crap I am. I'm, I fully expect it. But um, that's pretty much. It's pretty much they they play the big stuff. Yeah, it's like the big stuff for the advertisers. So I I know it's usually right after Thanksgiving 
because that's the big time for advertisers because people are buying toys and stuff. Mm. Like, especially like that's the Monday, that's Cyber Monday, man. You know, that's a big day. That's a lot of stuff gets bought that day. Well, I really like the idea of a mini series. It's kind of like that the thing with Gravity Falls where it's a very succinct story and ends, you know, but it's really good for that small, you know, amount of time that it airs. So, you know, they're getting all these like really tight, cool stories in like four episodes and it's really great. You know, it's great for creators that maybe don't have enough of a story for a full series, but they can like, you know, pump out a mini series and win an Emmy focus all their energy and creativity on like three or four episodes. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I remember during Comic-Con 2015, uh, Ian Jones, Ian Jones Cordy mentioned that, Hey, Liquid Plaza Turbo is, is confirmed, but I can't say what it's going to be. Not as a series, but so I'm picturing, I'm imagining Liquid Plaza Turbo is going to become a mini series for maybe 2016. No, I, I assume it would have been full series, <laughs> but Liquid Plaza really Turbo don't. confirmed for iPhone game. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it would translate well to video games, though. Yeah, absolutely. So, Magiswords is a video game. What's a series of shorts online? Magic Mighty Magiswords. Yeah. By um Kyle. Crap. Damn. I forgot uh, Kyle. Uh, next bit of news. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. A plus. <laughs> well, Pack it in, everybody. I tried. Phil, oh, hey, you guys like Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who directed the Lego movie in 2122 Jump Street and Clone High? Yeah. They're making a live action and animated TV series hybrid called uh, Son of Zorn. Basically, it's this 80s looking uh, He Man cartoon, Zorn, who gets sent into the real world, but he's still animated, kind of like Roger Rabbit. And he, it's a family comedy where he has to take care of his son and deal with his family relationships. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Which, it, it's Phil Lord and Chris uh, Miller, so it's gotta be good. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. Every creator has that one project that just... How dare you? Blows the fuck up in their face. Well, they haven't had that yet. Yeah, I know. So I'm wondering, is this going to be the one, or are we going to keep the trend? You're so pessimistic. Listen, Pan, I don't want to die every day for nothing. Come on. Wait, how much, how much are they involved in it? I don't, uh, I think they're the directors. I don't know. I because cause they're doing that Star Wars movie. I can't imagine they're going to be that involved. Oh, man, I can't wait for a Star Wars movie starring Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Is it, like, I can only imagine it being a, a comedy. Well, it's, it's the young Han Solo movie. Uh-oh. That's the one they're doing. And they're supposed to write... Um, Lego Movie 2. Well, that and... Uh, but Rob Schraub's directing that. But uh, I think they're, they were supposed to write the Flash movie. But no, there's nothing been confirmed if they're off it or if they're just going to have a story by credit or something. You know, some weird So they're like attached that. to a billion different projects. They're attached to a lot of things. Yeah. Right. But they usually, unlike Edgar Wright and Tarantino, who you hear these projects, they their stuff usually gets made. So I bet they'll be involved. The amount of involvement, I question. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there like a scene in like a deleted scene in the in episode one of Star Wars where uh, we see like a child version of Greedo and Han Solo? Wait. Uh, there was supposed... <laughs> no, they were developing in episode three... 
he was going to have a young Han Solo be living with the Wookiees, but they cut that out. Uh, they didn't. They didn't film it. Like it, it was an idea kicking around, and Lucas was like, "You know what would be a great idea?" And then, <laughs> and someone actually said, "No, that that now that crosses the stupid line, Lucas." I mean, I swear, I saw like a deleted scene where it was like a a young Guido. <laughs> no wait, Greedo. A, a young Guido. <laughs> It was like, hey, forget about it. Hey, <laughs> Caramba. Young Greedo. Like, okay. like wrestling with another little kid. I think the little kid was meant to be Han Solo. And, like, uh, I think Qui-Gon Jinn broke them up. What species is Greedo? Yoshi. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, know. whatever species he is, there is a guy like Greedo among Anakin's friends in episode one. But they never said he was Greedo, hey. so that was probably like... You know they were implying... So wait, so are you saying everyone in Greedo's species looks the same? Let's not point any fingers. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not but. saying they all look the same, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was really the same person. Whoa! <laughs> no! Wait! What's going on here? <laughs> Oh, I'm not a racist, though, okay? Look, okay, I was, one of my friends against, is a Greedo. Against Greedo. Wait, that's the species. No, wait, they're, they're not named Greedos. <laughs> Never mind. What? No, I don't know what they're called. I should look oh, this no, up. Hold on. <laughs> the internet will tell me. It's a Star Wars question. They just look like balloons. Wow, this is, you're like really, he's a Ro, Ro, Ronian? R-O-D-I- God, you two are fucking oh, nerds. Sorry, we don't want to be fucking racist. Okay. Yeah, against we have a lot of Rodian not real listeners. You know, you don't know they're real to me. It's still real to me. Damn it! Thank you. Oh Greedo's, uh, uh, you know, there there's a lot of Greedo shot first people. So let's. I don't want to anger them. That's a very controversial. Oh wait, it says on the Wikipedia. Hold on, hold on, everybody. Pan, I think you were right. I think you're right. Let's all. I apologize for my comments. It says Greedo, son of Greedo the Elder. In case anyone was wondering, um, okay. he he lived alongside. He lived in Moss. Espa, which is not Mos Eisley, anyway, alongside the young Anakin Skywalker, circa 32 BBY? What's, oh, before Yavin. Okay. And yeah, so so that was Greedo in episode. See, I'm not a fucking racist this time. <laughs> Against Rodians. Oh, I guess the last bit of news. If anyone has any YouTube videos that are related to the Pizza Party podcast or Rebel Taxi in general... Uh, email it to me at rebeltaxi at yahoo.com and I'll put it in the fan junk playlist, which is in the description where people made fan animations and such. There's also the fan DeviantArt page that I'll link to and the fan Reddit. Oh, there's a Reddit? Apparently. I'll check out the Reddit now. Let's get into the next topic. You think you're happy? Look at my face! <laughs> Your face looks just like my stomach! <laughs> oh, Tim Tam! <laughs> so, Liz! Hi. Yeah. So, tell us what. I have a question. Okay. What is Rebel Taxi? Oh, okay. The videos, you mean? Like. Like the where the yeah, like what where did the name come from? Where the name came from? Well, pretty much, huh? 
Oh, wait. Oh, this is like a reverse because she's interviewing you. Okay, what happened was is I like the color combination of yellow with black and white checkers. And I thought, huh, I should make a... N- make something out of that. So I just came up with Rebel Taxi there. Cool. I w- just wondering. Because I was thinking for a long time, like, if I had, like, some sort of web show thing, like, what would it be named? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think originally it was going to be something, some reference to Twisted Metal, but eventually just became, a like, some sort of spinoff name of Crazy Taxi. Because the old logo looks like a Space Channel 5 logo. So it's, like, two Dreamcast schemes referenced. Thanks. I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> And Pan- I gotta know my interviewer. You could tell me some more. Mm-hmm. Well, for Pan Pizza, <laughs> originally I was gonna call myself Pizza Joe. Turns out that was a restaurant name, so I went with Pan Pizza. But also, I was at a Uncle Grandpa panel at Comic Con, and Pete Browngard said, "Yeah, we were originally gonna call Pizza Steve Pizza Joe, but that was also a trademark thing." So me and Pizza Steve have the same origin to our names. Whoa. Oh. Wait, Casey, what did you say? Casey owns uh-huh. Nintendo owns uh, Pizza Joe. Oh, Nintendo owns Pizza yeah, Joe, so that's, that's why Uncle Grandpa can use it. I never heard of Pizza Joe as a character. Yeah. Yeah. They have it. They must just own it, and they don't share it with anyone. Oh, I guess they had an idea for a character who... Was named Pizza Joe. Wait, I think it was a Punch-Out character. No, that was Last Joe. I don't know. Close enough. Okay, so Liz. Hi. How did they get you to make a pilot for Cartoon Nutcher? Well, they didn't get me to make it. I had to convince them to let me make it, you know? How'd that happen? Um, originally, um, Frederator was interested in making it. And then, um, somebody told me that I should probably, you know shop it around a little bit because um you know frederator kind of owns everything without negotiation Mm -hmm. so i thought why not try to find a better deal for my art that i love you know so i can at least have a piece of it and i'll be able to negotiate and so i you know got hooked up with cartoon network and i pitched it and um you know, they liked it. So that's basically what happened. You know, I have a lot of friends that work in animation. So I, you know, I got the email of somebody to pitch to and scheduled an appointment and went in and pitched to a very nice executive. And she loved it. Oh, uh, didn't Jammer start out as a comic? It did start off as a comic. I've been making it since... <laughs> when did I graduate? Since like 2009? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, what do you want me to talk about? Like, well, I don't know. Like, how did you- I, I, I have something huh. farting up a girl? Please, 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 please explain this to me. I, I need to, I need to know the thought process behind this. <laughs> Listen, Danny, I can help you get a date to the dance without ever having to use your weird voice. <laughs> yes, a thousand yeses. Okay, get ready. Oh, say, can you see? My dance date! What a catch! Love is in the air! So, originally, Casey is here. He helped me write, or he helped me, like, write and do the storyboard. He basically did the entire storyboard, but I sketched out the storyboard thumbnails, which is, like, a shitty version of a storyboard, and then he Mm -hmm. fleshed it out into something insane, 
Yeah. I don't know if he's going to even want to talk, but he can like chime in. But oh, I'm, I what I'm see. trying to remember about the fart girl is that originally she wasn't even a fart. She was just an outline of a girl. And Danny was imagining her and dragging her out of the room. Cause he was like, right. Isn't that yeah. right? Like I, he wanted to have a date. So he imagined her and it was like a bunch of, it was like a dotted outline of a girl. Well, her thing came in because for time he needed. Oh yeah. Because the other, she had, he had a totally different date. For the, oh yes. The so should I tell them? It doesn't yeah. matter. I can tell them about that. Right. Yeah. So originally, Okay, so like Casey said, we create we created the fart girl for time to cut the episode down, and so Danny had like a really quick way to get a date. He basically just got a date from somebody farting. But originally, he acquired a date um, in a forest after he got uh, hypnotized and turned into like a modern cowboy. And he was taking this, like, enormous Russian woman that was way too old for him to dance. And Cartoon Network was going to allow us to do that. Um, but we had to cut the episode from 17 minutes to 8 minutes. Oh, fuck. So we had to cut out that entire story, which is a lot of work. Damn. So, oh. Casey... So we had the scene in the bathroom, and we were like, why don't we just make that the date that's where he gets the date so yeah. they basically cut out two sequences of the okay um if you don't mind me interjecting again that um that raises another question so um so i'm assuming this was written as more of like a half hour thing but then cartoon network asked you to make it a a half like a 11 minute segment like its usual shows are um well shorts are normally like 7 or 8 minutes at oh. Cartoon Network, I think, for their pilots. Um, I think it's just cheaper. Mm-hmm. And you try to get the idea out, like, in the most concentrated way instead of, like, dragging it out for half an hour or something. Um, so, no, I'm, you know, I'm not... <laughs> I didn't study writing. I didn't study animation. So when I had to do this, I had to just kind of figure it out and it ended up that like I wrote 17 minutes of story and it probably had like 20 different stories in it and it so Casey's job essentially when he got hired was to cut it down to time so it made sense and looked good Mm -hmm. so no I didn't mean for it to be that long that's just how I I like write in a very linear way where I just write what my brain tells me to write until it's done. And then Casey is a very skilled um, human being. Like he is a very good writer and storyboard artist and their jobs are basically to like tighten everything down. So he basically saved my ass. So what is your experience with, um, with art in general? Like, I mean, didn't you make comics first? Um, I made comics growing up. I would make, these ridiculous, you know, okay, let me start over. So I made comics basically because I was grounded all the time. (laughs) Uh. Apparently I was a very bad kid, but I thought I was a good kid. And I would be like locked in my room all the time. I had a very strict upbringing. Mm -hmm. So 
um, I kind of just zoned out and like drew on my floor and would imagine all these crazy scenarios in my life and like draw comics of me and my teachers kissing and like crazy like smoking weed. I don't know how I knew about smoking weed back then, but I did. I would like make these insane like sexual or crazy comics, right? Just because I was by myself a lot of the time. And then I ended up doodling at school. I was a very obsessive. Apparently, I doodled so much that the teacher had to give me separate paper so I wouldn't doodle on my homework. Oh, I do the same. It's insane. Yeah. And, like, I was, um, I don't know. I was just really obsessed with it. I wasn't very smart in school. Like, I'm really bad with numbers, and I have a really bad memory. Like, to this day, I have a really bad memory, so I was really bad at, like, taking tests and stuff. So I would just draw as my main focus, and I went to I went to school for it. But since, you know, like, my family doesn't have a lot of money, we ha- I had to go to, like, a school for fine arts and not, like, a specialized design or animation school. Like, those schools are normally, like, a hundred grand if you want to go to New York City or, you know, like... I had to go to a state school and study um, fine arts. Mm-hmm. So it was there that I was able, I, I wanted to do illustration. I wanted to do like cartoons and stuff. But you, um, but you had so, to learn all the, uh, the fine arts and shit. Yeah. <laughs> or you could get to the real meat and potatoes. Yeah. College doesn't let you like my college didn't let me like focus on illustration. They didn't have an illustration program. So I, And when you take drawing at my school, I think it was mostly like, ooh, like get the knots of this tree just right. And, you know, make sure all your proportions are correct on these women. You know, like there wasn't anything super um, creative where you could come up with your own worlds and stuff, I think. So I ended up taking printmaking because that was the same thing as illustration where you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I hate printmaking. So, it, what? Oh, I hate printmaking. What do you it's, mean? It's like you have to like carve wood and stuff, and you gotta print print stuff on like, uh, a t shirt on fabric or something. It's like this is too much. I don't want this. Oh. Did you try it? Oh yeah. Well, I had to to graduate, which I failed once, but uh, the next time I tried it, I barely passed with a D. So you know, I somewhat tried. Oh. But it's, you know, it's been around forever. That's how, you know, people got to read was from printmaking. Oh, yeah. You know, that's how it's got yeah. me. That's... We have technology now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, some things, um, you know, are shouldn't die. You know, like, there's a, everything has a process, whether it's, like, getting up in the morning and getting ready for work and all this stuff. Like, you know, everything's a process. So that's what printmaking is, is a process. But in the end, you, you know, you get something that you made with your hands. And I thought that was really cool. But it was also very difficult because, you know, you have to troubleshoot a lot and you have to live with like a shitty um, product Mm -hmm. if you fuck up. That's what screen printing was. There's so many ways to fuck up in screen printing. So much bleeding and messiness and it just you have to be super clean and precise and I don't like that but I like I really liked etching because it was very detailed and so I made a lot of 
etchings where I would draw these crazy worlds that were super detailed and I gave them narratives. And that's how I kind of came to comics in college because I was able to put a narrative to the art that I was making. And then um, I got invited to be in an art show at Giant Robot in New York. I don't remember really how, but it's a, a magazine that became a bunch of galleries where they would like showcase indie art and like Asian art. And it was really awesome. They gave a lot of people a chance to show their work and sell it. And they had really good taste. So I showed my, one of my etchings there and that led, you know, that led to somebody at Fanographics saying, hey, I love your etching. Like, do you want to be in this book? Which was the Beasts 2 book, which was an anthology about a, a lot of beasts. So I made an etching for that and things kind of just escalated and I became an actual artist and not a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Although those are the same thing, but you know what I mean? Like a fine artist versus cartoonist. So how did you uh, revert back to cartooning? Hello? Did it die? Oh no, she's dead. Oh, I thought my connection died. <laughs> oh no. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Hello? Oh, there you are. There you go. Okay, you cut out. Oh no! Hi! Oh. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I barely asked, like, uh, how did you revert back to being a cartoonist? Uh, just being a poor artist made me a cartoonist. How so? I had to just stop, stop making art and start drawing on paper with a pencil. Because etching is expensive. It's like $300 for a sheet of copper if you want to make big work, which is what I was used to. So, And you have to rent a studio. You have to buy expensive paper and ink and stuff. And I couldn't do that. So I ended up just drawing instead. A pen and paper? Yeah, pen and paper. pencil. Originally pencil and paper because I'm not a great oh, yeah. pen artist. <laughs> but eventually... <laughs> pencil is cool because it's you know softer and you can get more shading and you can erase yeah you can erase all the issues so before i started to take my art supplies to um school with me i fucking just drew with a ballpoint pen and it was honestly the worst fucking thing i ever did and i hated it <laughs> why why i, I just know I'm, I'm used to sketching like the gesture and everything and then like Whenever I draw with a pen, I couldn't really, like, do that and finish it. So it just looked like this huge mess. And I was like, well, uh, I love working with pencils so much more. Yeah, same. Although I use digital art now, I just draw my iPad with the app Procreate. You do? Yeah, it's uh, what's well, easier than carrying a bunch of sketchbooks around and I can save everything digitally. That's really cool. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Procreate on iPad. You never thought about getting a Cintiq, like a portable Cintiq for yourself? Uh, I already have the iPad, so I don't want to spend any more money. Hey, that's cool. Teach their own, right? So how did Jammers become a thing, like the cur- the comic itself first? Um, How did it become a thing? Um, I was working in a restaurant and... I was very depressed and full of anxiety and it was dead most of the day shifts. <laughs> so I would draw exactly what I was thinking literally onto these little notepads where you write like what people are ordering. I would kind of just do that for my shift, get my feelings out and eventually, you know, take a photo of them and post them online and people ended up liking them. So I kept making them and they kind of just evolved into these crazy pencil drawings that I would obsessively draw over and over. Like if I drew one comic, let's say, 
then I like a week later I would draw the same comic a little bit different and then I would draw it again a little bit different and then I would like clean it up with pencil so I would have like 10 versions of the same comic like evolving crazily I was really obsessed with them and it was all I could draw were these comics Mm -hmm. this editor at um vice took notice and he was really interested in them and I was just posting these on like Facebook or Flickr or I think not live journal. I think live journal was over for me back then. (laughs) I would post it online and he liked them and he asked me to, you know, redraw the, not redraw them, but like clean them up so we could put them on vice. And I would do that. And I would put all these like shitty, awesome comics on vice. And that's how they kind of gained a little bit of popularity, but they never, yeah, they never got super popular, but you know, people appreciated them and I appreciated those people. So it was, you know, it was, it was a side project in my life because I was constantly working in restaurants and stuff. So, so is this why like my waiter takes a long time to serve me sometimes because someone out there is just drawing? <laughs> yeah. They're probably thinking about the other life that they could have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can, I can a hundred percent confirm this anytime I'm at work and I have to tend to a customer all i'm thinking is god i could be somewhere else or dead right now <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with nolan i think that every time we all could i'm working at a restaurant you're like you're just like oh this person where's my food please stop drawing your indie web comic you asshole i mean you get them their food but it's not that you're drawing it's usually that there's some other reason or somebody else delayed it or you know mm-hmm. some 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 problem went on behind the scenes. How did it become a Cartoon Network show? What did you contact or did they contact you? Um, I was living with my parents um, much later and I had no job and I was sitting in my bedroom one night just like I'm living with my parents. My life is a mess. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I get this email out of the blue from someone at Frederator and they're like would you be interested in pitching uh, an idea? And I was like, what the hell is this fucking email? I don't even under, I didn't even know what Frederator was. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was spam. Yeah. You know, I ended up finding out it was a real thing. I visited LA and then I moved to LA and I made a storyboard and pitched it to them. They like, like I said earlier, like they liked it and they wanted it. And I, I ended up just pitching it to Cartoon Network through a friend that worked there and yeah. they wanted it. So, but you know, there's a lot of to making a pilot. It wasn't a sure thing when I, when they said yes, you know, like I I had to go through six months of negotiating a contract. And after that, like, I don't know if you know how the process works. I don't Well, not really. So after they accept your idea, right, you have to sign a contract that takes forever. And then, you have to create a Bible. Yeah, a pitch Bible. Yeah, a pitch Bible where you write, you know, examples of episodes. You basically have to know the world that your characters live in. Um, you have to describe the characters, their relationships to each other, example episodes, etc. And then once that gets approved, um, you have to believe it was the, the thumbnail storyboard. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, the network is like, well, okay, so out of these example episodes you gave us in the Bible, we want you to make this. 
So they chose the one that you should make. Yeah. So they were like, oh, we really like the school dance idea. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Even though I might have given them like six other ideas. So there could have been six other, you know, jammers. <gasps> it's a school dance tonight. <laughs> of course, you Tinas don't know about the dance. You'll never know what love is. May, uh, may yeah. I interject with a question real quick? Continue. Okay, so um, say somebody wanted to come up with a more like a sort of linear um, continuity heavy series. Would that would that be kind of considered differently or do you all have to just come up with like standalone episodes? Or I mean, when you, when you pitch, when you pitch anything, you I think you should have the idea of a series behind it so they know that if it you know, it does well, you can extend it to a full season or two seasons. Like, I think something open-ended, kind of like Adventure Time, where they live in a world where anything could happen, like, that kind of idea would probably do well. But here we are in a time where long live the royals, or um, what's that other one? Over the Garden Wall. Like, they're very succinct miniseries. So I think... It could go either way, but I assume they want to, like, do longer series. I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know. Things are – I could answer any answer, but the fact is, like, times are changing, and I think animation is changing, and it's like you don't know what they want. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what they want, but it's it seems like it would just be cheaper to make a miniseries, so – who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's about price. Maybe it's about, you know, what kids want these days. Is there already like a girl show on Cartoon Network? Should they not have more than one girl show? Should they have, if they have a show about squirrels, maybe you shouldn't be pitching a show about squirrels. You know what I mean? Like we already have Squirrel Boy. Make it about raccoons. Yeah, we, that's that's regular show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you have to kind of, con- when you're pitching, you kind of have to consider, like, what do they currently have? What's doing well in the world? You know, what is missing? What do you like? Do you believe in your idea? You know, there's a lot of things to consider. Of the six ideas that you had in there, was there one you wanted to do more than the dance one? or Yes. Which one? Oh or what was it? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, I don't care. It's... <laughs> It's the same board that I pit. I actually pitched a board to Cartoon Network, the original pitch. It was about a grocery store. It was like it took place at a grocery store. And I thought it was extremely funny. Mm-hmm. And like, I would love to make that episode a reality someday. Like, I don't. <laughs> I would love to just post the board because it's so stupid. But it was the one that Frederick loved. Mm-hmm. And Cartoon Network wasn't interested, so we did the dance one instead. But the the grocery store one, I think, is way funnier mm-hmm. than what, what did they do? In but, the, you know, were they just grocery shopping, or um? So the idea is that Danny and Jeremy are brothers in this episode, and they live together with their mom, and their mom is really sick, so she tells them to go shopping for her. And she gives them a list mm-hmm. and they have to like go shopping for her. And then she leaves the house pretend like she's not actually, she, I don't know. Anyways, it's, it's like a total mess of a story, but it, I think it's like really funny. Yeah. 
and I think people would really like it. Um, but you know, there's like a million stories to tell of this world, and that's what I really like about Jammers. And I mean, I love how ridiculous it was. I was I was gonna say, yeah, it, it it's kind of inventive in how fucking insane it is. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's not my type of humor, but I, I I do have an appreciation for it, I suppose. A, a sort, <laughs> just just like a sort of a, holy shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, watching it again, over and over again, I realized that it was really fast, but I wanted to fit as much as I could into it. This this was like my one and only chance to make an, a pilot, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just stuff it full of a ton of garbage. And at times when I watch it, I go, "Oh fuck!" Like they're talking way too fast. Like things are moving too fast. Like I understand why people don't like it, but at the same time, I'm like, "Well, this was my only chance, so fuck it." Like I'm really glad it turned out this way. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's exactly what I wanted, and they let me do whatever I wanted. They like somehow just approved everything that we did, and they made it. And that's what's cool about Cartoon Network. They gave it a chance and made it. How did you respond to all the backlash you got? Uh, you know, I have a high opinion about cartoons, too. Yeah. So I understand when people don't like something. I know I have a certain kind of humor that maybe some people don't have. <laughs> or maybe it's too extreme for what's happening in cartoons these days. Because a lot of stuff's really sensitive and emotional. And kids, I don't think... I don't know. I don't know how Jammers fits into the world today. It probably doesn't. Uncle Grandpa is the thing. It kind of reminds me more of 90s shows like Cow and Chicken, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's... So maybe it was just a wrong timing type of deal, but I mean, if if there's any sort of, like, thing to say, it's that you fucking made a pilot, so... Yeah, that's pretty cool. What can they say, you know? No, and it's... Thank you. That's really nice of you to say. And, you know, I hope that people that really talk shit, they, you know, go through what I went through in making a pilot because it's really hard. And, um, you know, I wanted it to look a lot better than it did. I think it looks great. But, you know, I um, I'm not even an animation person. And I was expected to come up with like clean designs and really, you know, mm. make decisions that about design that I don't know shit about. And, you know, I wanted it to be animated by hand, but no, I had to do flash because they told me I had to do flash. It wasn't my choice. I didn't know that was flash. I thought that was just like traditional animation. No, it was flash. And oh. the flash team did a fucking awesome job. Yeah. The Flash team did an awesome job. It's amazing. It looks amazing. I love it. But yeah. I, if I had to choose a type of animation to do jammers, I would have done hand, hand animation just because it. I wanted more action and weight to things. And I don't think Flash lends itself. Yeah. It, yeah, everything was supposed And, like, you can't... Yeah, Casey's... Yeah, Casey's mentioning just how, like... You, I wanted everything to be, you know, how in Ren and Stimpy they change shape all the time, their hands change yeah. shape, yeah. their bodies change shape. That's like, a lot more that's difficult in Flash, scammers, but you can't do that in Flash, yeah. So, everything was just a design nightmare, it was really hard, 
But yeah. it ended up being good. But you guys, like, it could have been better. Oh. But I'm really happy with how it was. And, um, you know, we have a project coming up, me and Casey, that is going to be hand animated. And it is extremely different from Jammers. And it is good. It's so fucking cool. And it's a different world. And it's got a different attitude and reality. And it's a little spooky. I can't wait for everyone to know about it. I can't say anything yet, but it's going to be really cool. Who's this mysterious voice you're talking to? Um, that's Casey in the corner. He's (laughs) just working. He's working. He's drawing right now. He works on uncle grandpa. Oh Um, Oh, yeah. But going back to um, uncle grandpa and all these gross out shows, I've like kid. I'm, I'm sure kids really do like these, these kind of gross out shows. I mean, like uncle grandpa is still going. And, like, I think it's just, like, older people who are just slowly becoming the soccer moms of the future who just who just hate any gross-out kind of shows. Because my parents hated Ren and Stimpy and um, uh, Our Real Monsters. Wouldn't, wouldn't, they, wouldn't they like it? Because Garbage Pail Kids was huge back in the day. I don't know. People conveniently yes. forget these things. It's it's weird how tastes change and like they don't really, you know, they kind of morph into different things and stuff like because action cartoons used to be big early 2000s and now it's like who wants a fucking action cartoon? Well, yeah. Well, I think right. the problem with action cartoons is um, I remember I was watching a tsunami uh, panel for uh, this this year. They were talking about why these action cartoons are failing. One of the reasons they gave is that uh. Back in the 80s and 90s, like, if you wanted to see something, if you couldn't see, like, the movie Transformers. There wasn't the CG to do all these fantastical things. I mean, you had to get that through animation. But now, with all the CG in Hollywood, you can you can make a giant robot that's not in animation. Like, you, and probably you know. for cheap. Probably cheaper. Hmm. But I had, like, this other, but this other reason why action cartoons failed, but I want to keep that secret for st- stupid reasons. I don't know. Wait, what is it? Oh, hang on. Oops. I broke my mind. Is it like a conspiracy theory? Oh, no. Like, uh, basically, like, a lot of the action shows for uh, Cartoon Network, they were all about teenagers. Like, there was no action shows about kids, which... Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That or they were big, beefy adult superheroes. Yeah, I mean, like, kids identify more with other kid characters. I mean... Why weren't there any more kid superheroes like Ben 10 used to be that, but then they aged him up. And I guess that's what slowly uh, got kids less interested, maybe. I'm not sure. I I don't think it was that, honestly. Um, as I, th- I think Ben 10's popularity peaked with Alien Force and then it just slowly started dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kids just like admire teenagers more because that's they're like, whoa, teenagers are so cool. I want to be a teenager. I want to ride skateboards down the street. I agree. Kids want to be older. That's why I think yeah, SpongeBob and stuff like that does so well is because it's weirder, grosser, and kids want to, you know, press each other with funny jokes. And well, to me, I don't know. SpongeBob was more ageless. Like I didn't really see him as an adult or a kid. He's just for some reason he just doesn't have an age to me when I when I saw him. It's true, but the jokes are a little, you know, older and weirder. But the the thing I noticed is like in the eighties and nineties, there was a lot of te- the most popular shows were for te- were based around teenagers like Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. But uh, 
late 90s, it started becoming about kids. Like, Pokemon got popular, um, Adventure Time's popular, and... Well, except for a regular show. Oh, yeah, but same same with that. They're kind of ageless, too. I mean, like, if you told me Rigby was, like, 10 years old, I'd believe it. Well, I think they're... they're I mean, they're, they're out of college. They're, like, oh, in yeah. their 20s. I mean, they, they are, but, like, if you look at them, like, <laughs> you, you really couldn't tell what age they were. Like, I think that's how kids yeah. can identify easier. If they were, like human teenagers i think that'd be a little harder that's true yeah yeah Yeah. and uh i think i'm allowed to say like jammers got turned down for series they decided to not go with it oh and part of the reason that they mentioned well not i think but i know because they said it's a little too old for the audience which I don't understand, but I do understand at the same time. And I, um, I can tell, you know, networks are trying to skew younger, um, probably maybe for merchandising. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, um, more adult stuff does really well. I think adventure time kind of slipped in because <laughs> it's, uh, it I, looks I it's a game like it's, it's a little more adult. And I don't think um, studios, you know, like Disney is kind of skewing older right now, which is new and strange, you know, with Pickle and Peanut yeah. and all these kind of bro shows. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network are now skewing younger. Hmm. You know, Harvey Beaks, I feel like that's pretty young. And We Bear Bears, I just, I don't think... I think times are really changing right now. And you, I don't know. It's like, what do kids like? <laughs> I constantly ask myself that. Like, do kids like older stuff? Do kids like younger stuff? I don't know. Like, what do, do kids even like things anymore? Or do they just get stuff bought for them? What kind of age are we living in? Like, is, is animation important? Or is, like, buying shit important? Well, partially, it's always been about merchandise. Partially. Yeah. Yes. We can analyze it all we want, but at the end of the day, it's like, what's going to sell the most shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably um, why Adventure Time's been so important to that network, because it sells a lot of merchandise. Oh, but also, uh, Steven Universe is just barely starting to get, like, t- actual toys ma- being made. Well, so far, all they have is pop figures. Well, there, you know, there's, there's a whole thing about, because they won't make toys of action figures of girl characters... And apparently it's not a lot of the young, it's not, it's, who's they? Um, usually like toy companies won't, but apparently recently specifically Disney has really gotten sick of that because they got so many complaints over, um, Black Widow, despite being in the Avengers, you can't get, there's not much merchandise of her. And they've decided to, to get rid of the higher ups who are against that sort of thing. It's kind of like old thinking of like these older toy executives in their 60s going like, oh, girls won't buy action figures. I'm not going to do it. But now apparently they're, uh, there's been a lot of changeover because they're just kind of sick of getting all the complaints and being like, look, it's not our fault. We, we were never OK with it. That in probably like five years, you'll see a lot more of that. Yeah, because I know Disney took out the guy at Marvel who was doing that, and I heard of another toy company had that problem as well, and they had a changeover. I'm kind of imagining like some sort of mutiny, like they throw him overboard, like on a ship. Well, I think there's so much, like, I know specifically with the 
Black Widow, there was a huge outcry over that. Mm -hmm. And I think there was enough of an outcry that they went, hey, I think we're like losing a lot of money (laughs) by not doing this. Like, you know, because it used to be like girls wouldn't buy action figures. But I don't think we live in that age anymore. And specifically with social media, you can see that that wasn't it wasn't that they didn't want to. It's just there wasn't anything for girls to identify with action figure wise. So. Usually they just have like the one uh, pink character that was included in the, the group of guy characters. Like, uh, yeah, or <laughs> that, or that if you, if they did make it, it would be, they would make less of them. So it'd be hard to find, but I hope that they make Steven universe toys. I think they should. Yeah. I want my, uh, garnet Hulk hands thing. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> That's a cool idea. So anything else you want to say about Jammers or like what's the hardest thing about Jammers? Well, although Jammers doesn't have a future with Cartoon Network, um, I'm hoping I can start at least making my own stuff mm-hmm. with it. Um, I, st- I, I think according to my contract, I still own rights to the characters, yeah. just not the pilot. So I'm hoping that I can make my own stuff just for fun, not, you know, not anything super special, but I would love to start making animations with them and keeping them alive because they're fucking weird <laughs> characters. And, or, I don't know, I might sell the, I don't know, whoever will buy it and wants to give it a home, I'd be open to that. <laughs> but um, the hardest part about making jammers I think it's coming up with people to work on it as someone who has never worked in animation before. You know, there's a lot to do when you're making a pilot. You have to deal with a lot of people. And I'm not really, I am a people person, but I'm also not. I'm very combative and very headstrong. So when I have an idea, I'm going to fight for it. Mm -hmm. And I I think um, you have to fight for a lot when you make a pilot. But I also didn't. There was a lot of cooperation and it was really fun. But at the same, I don't know. It's just there's so many decisions to make. I would get like, you know, 50 emails a day of approving images and drawings and color stuff. There's a lot that goes into it. There's I was doing this while I was working at a restaurant full time. Um, so, by the way, it doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> Making a pilot does not pay the bills. I am not a rich person. Like, I had to work, you know, I would work nights at a restaurant and then go to Cartoon Network during the day and then go to work at the restaurant at night. It would be, like, constant working. And I would get a check maybe six months later for, like, completing, you know, something mm-hmm. Yeah, it, for Cartoon Network. So they did pay you, but, like, months later yeah it's not it's not a steady income like making a pilot it's not steady it's not easy Mm -hmm. and um you know it's a ton of work and you have to put your whole life into it because it's your one chance to do it so it's like how do you maintain a normal reality when you you know how do you pay your bills when you have to follow your dream it's really hard I was really fortunate to do it, but you guys, it's super hard. 
you know, there are a lot of people involved that I'm really grateful for. Things just don't happen. Like it takes, there are a million different steps, a million different emails, um, approvals, you know, going back and fixing things. Sometimes you have to let things go because you just don't have time. Someone did a good job with the background color, but it unfortunately wasn't what I wanted. So I, I had to redo everything to my liking yeah. myself. And I didn't get credit for that. It wasn't on the episode, you know, like I did, I redid all this color and everything and I didn't get it, you know? So it's just, it, <laughs> it's, it's hard, but you know, I'm very grateful I got um. to make it. The flack back from, you know, viewers and stuff about how much they hated it. Like, I get it. My voice is kind of annoying. Pretty annoying. It's <laughs> no, very high-pitched. I, I like the your, your character's voice. No, I like the voice. <laughs> the voice act, I thought the voice acting was probably the best part, yeah. honestly. You're really nice. Thanks. I, I listen back to my voice, and I'm like, I understand how that could be grating and fucking awful for people to listen to. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, a lot of voices bad, can be grating for a lot of other people, one, though. So. Yeah, like like my sister Emily. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, no, please don't. don't do it. <laughs> but they, they, I mean, I think the voice acting, you have to have good voice acting when you have a crazy style like that. Because, like, it just wouldn't work as well without it, you know. I thought it worked well with the overall yeah. show. That's really nice of you to say. Um, yeah, let me remind the audience that uh, Liz also voices the main character of Jammers, Carol. Please no bully. So, and I did the fart cloud. <laughs> did that have a voice? I forget. Wait, do you f- wait? You farted the fart cloud, or you voiced the fart cloud? I voiced the fart cloud. Okay, just wanted to. Someone might have been wondering. I wanted to. Clear Thank that up. God this misconception was cleared up. <laughs> okay, I don't remember the the fart cloud talking. Oh wait, PC says talk about um what happened. What do you mean? The sound, the sound. You couldn't actually have sound of the fart while the char- You couldn't show the character on screen who was farting. It had to all be off the, screen. The sound wait. effect had to be off screen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because he was. Actually in the He's stall. actually like pooping, so you can't show oh. a human child pooping. So you have to just do the sound effect with him off screen. And we had an S and P note just being like, "Can you not show the character pooping?" <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of uh... actually really funny notes. Like we had to cut back on a ton of farts, you guys. So like it only be straining so much. Yeah, you. Because he he was going, but he he couldn't do that too intensely for some reason. They had to cut back on that, which was really funny. Like while he was while he sings, oh, say can you see? There was a thing where he was like super (laughs) straining, and they're like, can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, those notes were hilarious because we're like, how do you strain less? Like we just got one record of like a few strains. How do we fix this? Like. Oh, it was pretty hard, you guys. Like, you get notes like, strain your your pooping less. <laughs> like, how do you like how do you do that? That's a note that you get like from grown adults. One time, just I got away with a lot, and they let me, and it's fucking awesome. And I will say thank you to everybody who let us do whatever the fuck we wanted, including Fart Girl, but. I mean, if you're going to go full fart girl, you should have a lot of fart sounds, uh, right? Like, this just is kind of, this is just kind of honestly bewildering to me. Just this whole situation. 
just the just imagining an executive in a very nice suit, just like kind of like this not quite old, but still like a little past middle aged man, just sitting there watching your pilot, and then you get to the strained pooping part, and he just goes, hmm, hmm, just writes it down, blessed. <laughs> Pooping. And it just this whole this whole thing is just kind of like it, uh, blowing my mind a little bit. Just guys, that's how it goes. That's how every TV show happens. Like there yeah. are, I can't even imagine what Uncle Grandpa gets. Like I'm not going to ask Casey to comment, but like I can't imagine. You know, every episode of every TV show has that. And imagine children's television. You know, kids have to wear seatbelts. They have to wear helmets. They have to, you know, oh, yeah. be super safe with everything. These and But cartoons are supposed to be these freeing, freeing, like, fun, unrealistic things. But we have to be realistic and safe in them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why are you supposed to control that? But that's how kids' television works. And... Yeah. You know, you can influence kids to do stuff, so you have to watch yourself, and you have to write according to that. And, like, when you're a storyboard artist, you have to do that. You have to follow rules, and you have to edit mm-hmm. based off of what notes people give you. Yeah. It's really long process to make a cartoon. I think back to the show Bobo, this anime, and there was this character who his power was farting, and I remember they showed the farting. Well, never mind. That's I don't even want to. I don't know. What? Have you seen Genie? Huh? What? <laughs> they all said what at the same time. Genie? Poop Genie. Poop Genie. Oh, I gotta, I'll send it to you. Anyways, um, everybody out there, YouTube, Poop Genie. And it's like the funniest garbage. It's just, a, <laughs> it's a lot of shorts of like different ways of pooping. I don't it's even want, no. It's Hilarious. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm visibly afraid. No. Well, I thought there was only one way of pooping. There's no, way. no, there is not. There are so many ways of pooping, apparently. No, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I think you might be. Oh, no. Oh. Jesus Christ. That would explain a lot. <laughs> yeah. Blood. But one last question. Um, when, when you uh, gave the rights to Jammers to Cartoon Network, did they also own the rights to the comic? No. Oh, okay. So you could. So assuming if Jammers did become a series, like you could still do what you want with the comic. No. Oh no. So the answer. Okay, so there's two answers. So Cartoon Network owns the rights to the pilot. Yeah. Right? But they don't. So if they didn't want to make a series, they would own the pilot, but not the comic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if they did want a series. They would own both. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Because I know so, um, We Bear Bears is based off a webcomic. Um, I mean, I couldn't just... I, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to, you know, make my original comics alongside a series of yeah. <laughs> jammers. I mean... Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's too just, connected, you know, so I wouldn't be able to use those characters mm, like that. Yeah. Because I know um, the creators of Ninja Turtles... um. They can do what they want with the uh, comic, but the cartoon is the, t- the network's property. Yeah, that's. I wonder how they got that cool. deal. They were they were they got crazy good deals, but I think it was also is the maybe it's because I don't know how close the designs of the Jammers cartoon and comic are, but like Ninja Turtles, the devi- designs are radically different. So maybe that's how they yeah. organized it. I don't know. 
Um, sure. I have a question about contract negotiations, actually. Sure. So, um, are, is it basically Cartoon Network goes, okay, here's the contract and that's it? Or is it like, can you negotiate? What- no, you can. Um, that's what it was like with Frederator. They said that um, there's no negotiation. And oh, that, was, that was really disappointing. But, you know, with Frederator, they probably would have let me make exactly what I would wanted, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they don't seem like they have an S&P where they, they're like, less fart noises. Um, but, you know, when you negotiate, you really just want to own the rights of certain things and you want more money. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, I don't want that deal. I kind of want something better. So when I went to Cartoon Network and they opened up for negotiation, you know, I asked my friend, Hey, do you know of like a kind of lawyer I could use? I have no fucking idea. Like I'm a young woman who needs a lawyer, you know, I don't know. And he found me an entertainment lawyer who just negotiates like a one-time contract. And I gave him like a fee mm-hmm. and he handled it all. So and it was out of the contract. So I didn't have to like owe him anything except what was through the contract. Mm-hmm. So don't think you need to like hire, don't like, honestly, if somebody wanted to, I don't know, like if you had the choice between an entertainment lawyer or an agent, I would say get a lawyer because it's a one-time thing with an agent. You're going to have to pay like 10% forever mm-hmm. of something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're like your daddy. You have to pay forever. Yeah. You want to get screwed over by a uh, yeah. contract. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think agents are probably great because they find you work, mm-hmm. but that's not what I needed. So if you ever find yourself in a position like that, I'd probably just get a get an entertainment lawyer, which you can just Google. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it was good. Like, it took a really long, it took, like, I think over six months to, to negotiate. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, so long as like you get everything sorted out properly, then yeah. Yeah. Well, and also I think lawyers getting back to each other takes forever because they're dealing with other people in their lives, not just my project. Yeah. Um, so. But also it's like that's not like just the uh, the the standard. That's like it varies a lot between contracts, right? It could be that. But I've heard a lot of stories of it taking a really long time just mm-hmm. back and forth conversation you know yeah it could be either or um if you want something done super correctly i assume it would take a little longer okay Mm -hmm. you know instead of just rushing into it they would like sit on it and look at it and i don't know that's how it was for me and you know now i can make comics again yeah yeah so what are you doing now working at buzzfeed i work at buzzfeed and it's great and, you know, they're constantly changing and adjusting, which I think is very unlike normal studios, which are, I think are very rigid and have been around forever. Um, so they're pretty cool. They're really innovative and fun and um, they're down for whatever. Because <laughs> you do the art for them, right? Or what is it you do? So it's BuzzFeed Video, which is like their motion pictures section where they make, you know, YouTube and Facebook videos and stuff. 
because there's the normal BuzzFeed website that you just get articles from and quizzes and media stuff and news. But I work for the motion picture side Mm -hmm. and my team that I work on deals with Instagram and Snapchat. We're on the Snapchat Discover, so if you like, use Snapchat and swipe all the way right. Yeah, you can see us and press the button, and that's what our team makes. Mm-hmm. And we do that and like Facebook, and so we do animations and cartoons and original video and everything. I'm Chelsea, Nick, Kiki, Xander. Ordinary students or citizens of Postopia. The kids-only secret world from Post Serials, where you can challenge the universe. Search for buried treasure. Ask your parents' permission to log on. Explore the polar ice caps. Or create your own robot. More games ahead. What's it take to be a postopian? You can find out. Postopia.com. Post cereals. Questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. So, our first question is Alexander Carpenter. Question, what is your favorite website as a kid slash teen? Uh, wow. Definitely LiveJournal. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was like, that was such a big thing. It was huge. Well, n- you know, I was really alternative, so I was on Dead Journal. Oh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> there was always, there was always someone who would be like, d- go on this rant about like, you guys are mainstream, but like, I'm on Dead Journal, so... Yes. It, please, please tell me Dead Journal wasn't real. No, it's real. It's oh real. My, oh, my Yo, God. It was, like, it was like all the kids, there was always a kid who was like, I listen to metal, and I'm on Dead Journal. And you're yes. Like, uh, okay, what? You're like, what, what is the, why does it matter? They're like, they're like, it matters, man. It matters. Yeah, that's where I go to to uh, have my fan theories about like the next Matrix sequels. Like, I wonder what that's gonna be like. They're gonna be so this amazing. Was, this was before fan theories. It would just be like you just post these songs you liked, and they could never yes. be the single by a band. They had to be like track four. I mean, I just used to be on YouTube and look at Sonic fan dubs. Damn, you're young. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, there's this guy. Um, I think he's in Silver Nux 1991 now. I, I still remember him because he was the first one I ever saw. He was great, I think. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Silver Nux, 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 Nux. But hmm. uh, if he's, I hope he's watching right now because um. he, he, he was a solid dude. A plus. Wonder where he is now. Wonder where he is now. But uh, I used to hang around all these, of course, on Cartoon Network's website, just all for the games. But uh, there was this one website called postofia.com. It was was for cereal and... uh, I don't know. I don't even. But oh, was oh yeah, like post cereal. Yeah, post cereal, but po- called postofia, which I remember having trouble finding that site because I didn't know how to spell it. No one did, but it had. I just remember it had all these. Well, it was separated into four sections, like a winter area, futuristic. I don't know what the rest were, but I used to hang around there all the time, and I I don't think it's still up anymore. Wait, probably not. No, but Post-o- Cartoon Network's website. My, I think my favorite game was the uh, Teen Titans Battle Blitz, which I found out T- uh, Cartoon Network's website removed that game from their site. 
Oh. Gotta gotta get in the Teen Titans Go branding in there, you I know mean, what I'm saying? They, they kept the other Teen Titans, original Teen Titans uh, games in there, I think, last time I checked. But um, oh. I, I, maybe it was too violent, because it, it's a fighting game with all the Titans and uh, the Hive. And it's like, why'd they take this away? No, now I had to search for it on like some creepy Russian site that could give me a virus or whatever. What are you saying about creepy Russian sites? I don't know. The, the one, one of those weird sites from a foreign country that always just activates your uh, your virus alert system. Like, you don't know what's in there, but, and you're too afraid to stay. Like, they're trying to install, like, Bonsai Buddy and whatever else. I love Bonsai Buddy. <laughs> did you ever, did you use it? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Um, I had Bonsai Buddy, like, 17 times, even though it's... <laughs> Now I know that it was like adware, spyware. Yippee! It was a lie. I also downloaded, I was such a dumb teen, like I downloaded those weird, um, there would be gifts of like naked girls dancing and you could put those on your desktop and I thought it was really funny to do that. I I remember those. And it would be there with Bonzi Buddy. (laughs) There would be like a naked girl, like pixelated girl dancing, and then Bonzi Buddy, <laughs> like this huge purple monkey, and then a naked lady. <laughs> I mean, you've seen that uh, Vine Sauce video of uh, that guy d- destroying his uh, PC, his old PC, by installing all these Bonsai Buddies and toolbars and stuff. All right, let me hear that glorious old school. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we're really getting to that authentic 2002 experience. I'm Bonzi. What is my name? How about Expand Dog? Nice to meet you, Expand Dog. How about you go in here, you monkey fuck? Cool toolbars. <laughs> oh, it's Bonzi, buddy. <laughs> Fucking Joel from Vine Sauce. Fucking kill you, you little fuck. How about you go in here, you monkey fuck? Did you guys ever use the the palace? Oh wait, was that that three D interactive thing where you walk yes! around? Oh, like I I downloaded that like a few years ago, like two thousand eight, and I was like, this is awful. This is a oh, mess. it was so awesome. Oh, oh, you missed the. It was so cool. It was like a visual chat room where you could create an avatar and just go room to room and talk to people and enter like private rooms oh, with other people. Quote quote. It was. Quote, quote. Quote unquote private rooms. Private rooms. Well, you could also join like fashion clubs and make new avatars and create like pretty dresses and stuff. Enjoy. Yeah, it was yeah. really ridiculous. But I that's cool that you know what it is. You're like the first person who's been like, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason that reminded me that I have to see that Second Life documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah, that's on there. What is it? Um, it's basically just this documentary about these old greasy fat people who sit behind their computer and make money off of Second Life all day. Yeah, but what is it called? Do you know? Uh, oh, um, I can just pull up Netflix and look real quick. A similar thing to Sec- Second Life and all those things was, um, anyone remember the Habo Hotel? No. Okay, well, it's basically also a, a chat room thing. It was It was pixel art where you walk around this hotel that has different rooms and you talk with people. Although it's yeah. very notorious, uh, if you go to the any area that has a pool in it, there would always be like people from like 4chan 
there would always be these people blocking access to the pools. Like, you can't walk through a, a, a wall of people. So it'd just be these assholes just, like, blocking the spawn points so everyone would be stuck in this small little contained area and no one would be able to move around the map because these assholes... Aren't those the same 4chan people who also made swastikas on there? Yeah, that happened. Like, look up that uh, Fox News... Um, <laughs> that Fox News video on 4chan, you know. You know the one, the one that says... Lols is a corruption of L-O-L. That one. They call themselves anonymous. They are hackers on steroids. Lols is a corruption of L-O-L, which stands for laugh out loud. Anonymous gets big lols from pulling random pranks. For example, messing with online children's games like Habbo Hotel. Like, oh, I, there, there were so many of those chat room, those uh, 3D chat room sort of things in the mid 2000s. They were so much fun. Oh yes, remember uh, Sony tried to have their own uh, PlayStation Home? No. Uh, yeah. No. Wait, isn't that basically PlayStation Home? Yeah, pl- that's what I said. PlayStation Home. Yeah. Okay. No, I I saw something for it. Yeah. But... Well, PlayStation Home is basically you create a 3D avatar and you walk around and talk with people and occasionally there would be like maybe some cr- terrible mini game that would take like 8 years to load or you had to download a bunch of different separate maps and it was so counterintuitive and oh, you had to spend real money for for uh, virtual furniture and clothing and It looks like The Sims. Yeah, kind of like that. But the funny thing is, is uh, it never went out of beta. Like, for years and years, it always said PlayStation Home beta. It never went out of beta, and eventually they just shut it down when the PS4 came about. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a disaster. Well, one thing I always did is, like, sometimes there would be people crouching on the ground. Like, you can make your avatar, like, sit down or stand up and stuff. So what I would do with these people crouching on the ground, that their head would be at crotch level. I would oh, go no. up to them, <laughs> and I oh, would just... No trigger my uh dance animation which is my character humping (laughs) humping the air (laughs) while their character is on the ground (laughs) just yeah so you're really popular on this site well everyone thought i was an asshole for doing that and like they there was people who always say hey if you do that again i'm gonna hack you also the documentary is called life 2.0 oh life 2.0 oh, yeah. the the um the icon is a uh, a guy in a striped sweater i mean a striped sweat zip up with a camera and a fedora awesome <laughs> i'm ready i forgot to tell you this is kind of off topic, but that Superman documentary is on Showtime On Demand, Yay. by the way. Um, how it, was, how, you saw the whole thing, right? How was it? It was okay. You just don't know. My biggest problem is you don't really know what that movie was ever going to be about. I don't think they actually knew, but there were scripts written. And I, even though I read the Kevin Smith script like way back in the 90s, the other scripts, you don't really understand what they were going to be about. So most of it's about the design and uh, the stuff they were building and negotiations and stuff. But I think it probably would have been more interesting if I knew what these other scripts that I don't know if you can even find. Maybe you can. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, Were like, you know, I would have liked that. But it was interesting. I didn't know Batman and Robin is what killed uh, Superman Lives. I thought it just died because... They didn't know what they were doing, but then they used—they literally used that budget to make Wild Wild West, which is like, oh, oh that sounds like a, 
better idea. I just don't, I don't know. There's a lot of parts of it that you're like, wow, the people running Warner Brothers then were like super clueless. Well, you know, it's like, what? Kevin Smith had that discussion where he was talking about uh, Superman. Like they are saying that, hey, we want to put a, some producer wanted to put a gigantic robot spider in that movie, which eventually was canceled. And then Wild Wild West came out and there was a giant robot spider there. So, so well, it's that, 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 as much as I did, Jesus. That producer's in the movie a lot, and Kevin Smith is only in the beginning because they keep trying. But it's like Superman merchandise would sell way better than Will Smith yeah. in a cowboy outfit. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. It was the late 90s. So. I mean, that producer really wanted a giant spider in his movie. Somewhere he yeah. wanted a, a giant spider. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and they couldn't call it a spider, so Kevin Smith came up with a different term for it i forget what it was called but it's not called a spider it's like an alien thing like that's why they didn't call it a spider yeah he he, he gave it a very comic booky name that's like a reference to another dc thing but uh, i forget that but yeah. it's it's a decent documentary he got tim burton he got tim burton and like all of the people who would have worked on it the only person they don't interview is nicholas cage they just use clips of oh. nicholas cage interviews and stuff but it's if you have showtime it said it doesn't expire until next Halloween. So if you have a friend who has Showtime, go over to their house between now and <laughs> Halloween of 2016. I guess you got a whole year. Yeah, you got a. I was surprised. It just sh- like I didn't even know it was there. Someone else just told me they're like, "Have you seen the Superman documentary?" And I was like, "I would love to." And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's just on Showtime." I don't know. I was like, hmm. "That was random." So. But is that all? Any other websites you all liked? You're the man now, dog. What? Do you remember that? You would like enter in your birthday and they would tell you when you died. <laughs> no, I'm not clicking on that. Hell no. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, I liked that. Um, I don't know. There were a lot of like weird dating websites that I would join. Oh, there's, or there, there was a lot of them. Fan groups would be whatever, insert whatever, ate my balls. That was a big one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I insert your, like, people's names, and it would come up with, like, an article about that person. Wait, Dude, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, never mind. Yeah. No, it was like, it was like, like South Park ate my balls, Kevin Smith ate my balls. It would be like any fan site for anybody would be. Blank, blank, ate my balls. That was a big thing. I don't know why that went away. What? Tumblr should bring that shit back. What? I never heard of this. Oh, you didn't? Oh, it was like everything had an eight, like Powerpuff Girls ate my balls. Like anything you can think of. <laughs> Powerpuff Girls ate my balls? Who remembers Jib Jab? Oh, let me, I need to, no, I'm too afraid to look up that. <laughs> I mean, and everyone had tripod sites and oh. see, I'm, I'm going way back. I'm going to the 90s. Did you have an X page? Do you remember X pages? I didn't have an X page. Uh, the one I had X pages. And I had um, GeoCities and I had Angel Fire. Oh, <laughs> I- Angel Fire. Oh, Yikes. here we go. Ew. Ew. I, I remember the one site that I never see anymore, but everyone had a .cjb.net. That was, like, really popular. I don't know why, what that stood for, who CJB was. What is that? Maybe it was, like, some guy named Carl's James Blitkowski, and he just really wanted everyone to use his hosting. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad the Angel Fire websites are still up to this day. Now, I don't think GeoCities are around anymore. 
A lot of the tripod ones are. Yeah. I mean, someone needs to document these things for the future. A lot of them, have, they haven't taken them down, so they're just sitting on servers forever. I mean, occasionally I find these old websites and I sign their guest book and they're all say the most stupid, terrible things. Like there was this one Invader Zim fan site and me and Ken would, would just go on there saying, this fan site freaking sucks. See you all in the year 2015. And also Invader Zim is still not back. So sorry, losers. <laughs> yeah. But next question, Gonzo Lude. What what was the best slash worst thing you got out of a cereal box? That was like a toy or a CD-ROM prize. Oh, what? best CD-ROM prize. Hey, I guess sometimes best. got CD-ROMs in like uh, cereal boxes. A long time ago. I actually got a D- uh, Muppets Take Manhattan on DVD, so that's the best. What? The worst. The worst would be dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was the question? Um, best, best or worst thing you got out of a cereal box, like a prize. Um, I, I have sort of have a story with that. Um, it was the uh, around the time the Spider-Man movie came out, and um, one of the cereals was like, "Send in five box tops to get the Spider-Man video game." Oh, wait, you told this, and you you thought it was going to uh, be the movie game. Oh yeah, you're okay. Yeah, you're right. I did. I I can't remember any of the fucking stories. God damn it. What is this, Liz? Cameron's world. <laughs> Did you click it? Hang on, I'm. I'm. Is this gonna make a super loud sound? Liz See, just sent the website. You Cam- guys, it's like every archived, like not site. Whoa! What? It, this is like this is like a, a 14 year old in 1998's brain. Damn. Yeah, but if you click each thing, it brings you to a really old GeoCities website. What's? I like the the ship from. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't it cool? Uh, Car- this? Cameron's World.net. I'll link this in the description. Wow. Um, Cameron's World.net. Yeah. This, remi- this, this reminds me of the Space Jam website. Oh, <laughs> this music is cool. I'm like dancing to this. Yeah. No, the space- yeah, you can listen to it. The Space oh, Jam's yeah. website wishes it was this high tech. Can't someone someone should up. rap over this sick beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, Every time I'm, you click on something, though, it takes you to a different website. Uh, it's like old internet. What horrible site will it take us to? Please take us on a spiritual journey. Oh, but one of them, the one that says yes, doesn't take you anywhere. Oh, That's, oh the music stopped. Oh, now it's back. Here we go. <laughs> it's on a loop. Here we go. Um, did Dr. Dre make this? I'm loving it. This is like, isn't it amazing? I'm I'm into the this is this. I'm gonna listen to this for two days. This yeah. music. God, Jim, you need to fucking chill. What were you raised at the barn? They don't, <laughs> they don't make shitty websites like this anymore. I wasn't Nolan. You were raised in a barn. No, I fucking wasn't. Oh no, son, you better clean out the pig pen. I'm not or, cleaning out the fucking pig pen, Joe. You, Fuck you. you. Pick out the pig pen. <laughs> we can't make dinner, and I'm gonna have to call a pizza place. Oh, I love pizza. Daddy, I'm pregnant again. God damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. Jim I did it. Fucking told you. I oh, didn't no. do nothing. Yes, you did. Don't you fuck your own brother. You're claiming that this was your thing. I'm calling Domino's. Leave me alone. Yep, this I'm is calling a really Jim weird the second. to the guest right now. 
That was, that was our fucking farm bed, everybody. Hey, hey, howdy, hey. That was that was the Green Acres if of Pizza Party. <laughs> if Pizza Party's Garfield. Happy Acres? Something. Yeah, we do this, Liz, sometimes. We, we're not... It's normal. That's Correct. cool. I'm just listening and, like, chilling out. <laughs> and horrified. Her, so... Yeah. Hey, Liz made Liz made fart girl. We have uh, our farm incestual family. We, we can have <laughs> I'm gonna put that song back. Own fart girl anytime. Yeah. But uh, you just have oh. to think and pray and fart. <laughs> Going back, you to... have to eat and pray fart. <laughs> oh, that would be a great movie. Pray <laughs> fart. <laughs> But go, going back to a going back on topic, um, no. Sorry, I totally derailed you with this one. No, it's no, totally cool. You weren't the one who derailed it. I was, I was trying to like reference old internet, and I already answered that question. This is the so. least derailed we've ever been. So. Yeah, that's cool. Keep going. No, and uh, you you thought you were gonna get the um, Spider-Man movie video game in yeah, a box? Yeah, and it turns out it was a demo for the uh, NeverSoft Spider-Man 1 game. I've said this before on a podcast, but... Which is just as good. I actually... Yeah. Oh, sorry. But five box tops for that? Like, what the heck? (laughs) Hey, hey, it's NeverSoft. It was a quality product. They were a great company, and now they're dead. No more Tony Hawk games. I got... The Phantom Menace on DVD through a serial box tops. That's ridiculous. I get, well, see, I thought I was going to get the full screen, just one disc version, which the box never made it out to be. I'd get anything more. I didn't expect anything more. So we were just eating a lot of cereal in my apartment. We're like, let's just do it. Free Phantom Menace. Who cares? So we send in all these box tops. We get back a double disc widescreen special edition. And I was like, they clearly needed to get rid of these. <laughs> like that they sent me this. I was like, someone when this came out, probably spent like 25 bucks on this. And I just got it from eating corn pops. Damn. It's like of yeah. all the fucking cereal you would eat to get the box tops. Hey. You choose corn pops. Hey. I, don't, I think it was like corn pops or something. It was me and a bunch of people. It wasn't just me. Wait, wait, all, all of you are defending corn pops right now. It's pretty good. I'll defend. I'll defend. They're very simple. They're not too much sugar. They're a good shape and size, and they're not covered in marshmallows. Yeah, that's true. You you say that as if it's a detriment to be covered in marshmallows. Some of us want to live. All right. Oh my god. Let me live. Can I live? Gotta have my pops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I feel so insulted. I don't think it's appropriate to get toys through cereal. I think it's a very strange thing to happen. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't... You don't get food in meatloaf. Or you don't get toys in meatloaf. So... Why sh- well, why... See, that's the... Cereal. The bigger question is, why aren't you getting toys in meatloaf? <laughs> that is a very good question. Yeah. Like, that should be... That should I be could, happening. I guess, if I really tried did you ever do the thing where you get the big bowl and you pour the whole box out to get the toy immediately (laughs) yeah that's what i wanted i just wanted the toy i didn't want the cereal because one time i was like i complained to my mom i was like oh man we're gonna it's gonna take us forever to get that and she just pulled out a big bowl and went like dumped it out you go here you go (laughs) she didn't make me eat the toy that's disturbing (laughs) 
good things come to those who wait, and since you didn't, you have to eat this toy. Oh, man. Not again. Then it's going to take a really long time to come out. Ouch. Oh, no. But I remember, I got a DVD. I don't even remember what DVD it was, but from a cereal box. And I remember I put the DVD in the DVD player, and I didn't have my DVD remote. And there were hardly any buttons on the DVD player itself, so I had to sit through a ass load of credits for a movie that I don't think I even cared about. It was just like a ra- just some random movie from like some old movie from like the seventies or eighties, some kids movie. They they mm-hmm. just dumped in. Maybe it had a dog in it. And I thought, well, you know, I got this from a cereal box, so I might as well watch it. They were yeah. they, were, they used to do that for a little bit. But oh, remember Chex Quest? What? Checks quest. Okay, so if you bought a box of checks, you get basically this first-person shooter Doom mod. But but uh, with they replace all the demons with uh check cereal like <laughs> like a fucking waffle-looking cereal mascot running around like shooting lasers at what looks to what are used to be demons, but now are aliens, and now it's more kid-friendly. Anyway. Uh. That is insane. This happened, and I heard it actually like really brought up the sales and check cereal. So is that all of the cereal questions? I mean, I mean, is that all the cereal <laughs> responses? I hope it's all the cereal questions. I hope it is, because what else? Yeah, but I remember yeah, playing well. like getting like a, a demo to a Lord of the Rings. What? The video game. I don't. I didn't remember what I was doing. I was playing, I think, as Gandalf the White or whatever, running around. A place that's in the middle of like a riot, and I had no idea where to go because my computer monitor was so dark I couldn't see the environment, and it was nighttime. Guys, wait! No, I'm gonna make a pan pizza joke. Hold on, guys. Guys, do you think Gandalf the White had a privilege power? <laughs> fuck off! Get the <laughs> fuck out! <laughs> wait, so so did he? <laughs> so Joshua Owen, question: What was the worst birthday gift you got? Um, one year I got a ton of Goosebump books. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a good gift. How dare you? Well, you know, you know what the thing was? It was like, you get a couple and you're like, okay, cool. And then by the end of my birthday, I was like, oh man, this is like, I just got like 20 Goosebump books. Like, I thought life was more than Goosebumps. Nope. That's <laughs> that made me look is. deep inside myself. and was like, is this all I want from life? Monster blood? That's all you need. So that was one. I do remember that one going like, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I really actually wanted what I wanted. Think about that, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, fucking deep, bro. Yeah, Yeah, I'm trying to be deep, trying to be deep. I don't remember. I blocked all my birthdays out, I think. Crap. (laughs) That's a a good sign. I think I got one of those dollar store parachute men. Yes. Where where it was just a a little shitty painfully figu- painted figure and it was attached to a plastic parachute mm-hmm. and it didn't even fucking work it just kind of like fell to the ground. <laughs> oh yeah, those things never worked. Yeah, yeah, that was a birthday gift. I remember I got like a a safe. Ooh, a safe. <laughs> I was like twelve. Yeah. Expensive. It was well, it was like a tiny safe, like the size of a basketball. But like you know, what am I gonna do with a safe? Yeah, what are you going to put in there? I don't know. I just put marbles in there. Like, I got nothing. Oh, oh, lock up those marbles. Did you? It would have been funnier if you put the rest of your presents in there and you couldn't get them out. <laughs> Wouldn't would it be fucked up if someone had an imaginary friend and they decided 
they uh, put their imaginary friend inside the safe and they closed the safe and they <laughs> buried it. Foster home. That should have been a foster home for imaginary friends episode. Wouldn't that be fucked up? Yeah, that would be fucked up. <laughs> I'm thinking about that now. <laughs> yeah, it could happen soon. Christmas is coming up. Start locking up your presents. I mean, wouldn't that be fucked up if there was like a an imaginary friend only you could see, but like the the person who sees it sees it just abuses it and just mistreats it, and no one no- else knows it exists, and it can get the the person who's doing it just can get away with it. I mean, if you've ever had to work on your birthday, that's never yeah. a fun birthday. Mm-hmm. So you're always like, oh, it's my birthday, and uh, what would you like, sir? That's disappointing. Sketchy skull. There's two questions. First, Pan, where did you get that I await your blank thing in your videos? Okay, when I started making these videos, um, I was starting college, and I started rewatching a bunch of like animes that were popular in the 2000s, mainly since I was like looking into Toonami and stuff, and that's what a lot of animes had, like Trigun and Cowboy Bebop had those blank title cards at the end. But the, the mm-hmm. next question... Have you guys ever bought one of those as-seen-on-TV toys stuff when you were a kid? My mom bought a uh, scrub brush from an as-seen-on-TV thing. Well, gee whiz. <laughs> that was about the extent of our um, adventures in uh, as-seen-on-TV. I mean, did yeah, you... I don't think I... I never bought, like, a Snuggie or anything. I mean, did you ever see stuff that, that you liked on TV, but, like, your parents were just like, don't buy it, it's a scam? Yeah. But um, I, I, I kind of now want to see a gym review while he's wearing a Snuggie. I don't know why. <sighs> what? Just You just got to wear a Snuggie, Jim. Just got to do it. What do, you, what do you call those? Like, uh, they, they kind of look like a Snuggie, but they're, I don't know, some of them are based on pandas and other animals. You know, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? Snuggies for dumb babies. <laughs> that. When you're a kid, you can't really buy anything off of a, off of yeah. any, so you're a kid. But have you guys seen Shark Tank? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, I watched everything as you as seen on TV, basically. Like, I want all of that shit on Shark Tank. <laughs> well, there's there's if you go to like uh, Bed Bath and Beyond and places, they have Shark Tank displays. Yes. Some of it. I watch Shark Tank, but my problem with Shark Tank is when I talk to someone else about it, I'm always like, you know, those people, the sharks are like the worst people ever. And a lot of people go, no, they're not the worst. I'm like. They're the worst. They're, they're, why are they the worst, Jim? They're dream crushers. They're just like, they're like, like, think of like the man. That's what they are. They're all um. like these evil corporate, uh, you know, hedge fund people. But the my favorite person, if you watch the show, is this guy, Robert Herchevek. I he, him. Well, he seems really nice. And he, he always brings up in the beginning of the show, he's like, he came from an immigrant factory worker to become Robert Herchevek and all this stuff. But then if there's a negotiation, he's always like the meanest guy there. And you're like, holy I, shit. I like, haven't you, you ever loses. seen it? He's what? He always loses investments. Like, people never go with him. Well, yeah, he's because he, like, gets, have, he, gets, he gets mean. He's like, he's like, yeah. fine, take it. You take my yeah. deal or you leave. Damn. He's totally busy. You're right. Because you don't see it. Because the what the Mr. Wonderful guy, he's up front about how mean he is. But yeah. Robert Herchevek's like, I'm your best buddy. And then he'll turn on you in an instant. You know, he he's sounds, like, you just sound so offended at it, but like he's hurt you before. It's just like you don't see it coming. And then when it happens, you're like, holy shit, this is who he really is. He's a backstabber. Yeah, he would. He would. I bet he 
Yeah, I bet he's backstabbed a few people. But they have a lot of cool shit on that show that I would totally buy. No, I would buy a bunch of. That's I have bought all a bunch seen on TV. Except for the the hoverboard things or yes. whatever. Is that, I'm not going to buy those. Is that where those things came from? They It didn't come from Shark Tank, but now a lot of people are pitching them on Shark Tank. And it's like, when I see people on them, I'm like, can you really, like, you can walk. Because to use them, you have to be able to walk. This is the future, so, Jim. Like, why are you, I just want to, every time I see someone on one of those things, I just want to walk behind them and just push them over. Like, it's, <laughs> I haven't done it, but it just, in my, in my, my mind, I like can't get it out of my mind. I'm like, if I just push them over. What would they do? They hit me in the face, but you know, because they look so stupid. Like, I didn't think the future would be so stupid. <laughs> I remember, like a few days ago, I was looking up epic Segway tricks or epic hover hoverboard tricks, and they weren't very epic. Like the videos I found, they were pretty average. They weren't even tricks. They were just guys hoverboarding around like traffic cones. And who's going to be the Tony Hawk of hoverboards? Oh, God. Oh, for anyone wondering, we're talking about the hoverboards, the ones that are two wheels, not actual like hoverboards. Disappointingly. Ugh. I call it a hoverboard then. They're assholes. That's why. It's it's just a, a segue without the stick thing. Can you even go remotely fast with them uh i don't know could you escape like a lion with those things like or can they be used <laughs> in an emergency i don't think they can go that like you can run if you're like a normal person who can walk i think if you can run faster than those hoverboards they can't go that fast can they no i don't think so i just don't what's the point i don't get it I'm so fucking mad about this i just it's just it's the future jim it's not the future it's stupid hit clips for the future <laughs> this is nothing I fucking love hit clips video hit now clip. is the future oh hit, hit clips yes hit clips when i had my little boom box that i stole from the kb toys because i was a rebellious teenager though <laughs> that was the future hoverboards if I stole that at the mall, the mall security would catch up to me, and I have to call my parents from the security office. <laughs> oh man, crap! What was the? Qu oh yeah, the question was like, it, it, <laughs> did you buy anything as seen on TV? Which, okay, does anyone remember this thing? It was like a black board, but you had this weird brush, and you would scrape at it, and it would have these rainbow streaks on it. Like it what? Yeah, I don't know what you're oh, talking man. about. Okay, if I. Are you talking about scratch boards with uh, the rainbow like paint on the under? Yeah. Scratch boards. You could like draw by scratching. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, something like that. But like there was this. But this official looking one that you could erase somehow like through magic. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was called magic boards. Well, the thing with a scene on TV is when you're a kid and you don't have a credit card, you're like, oh, man, when I'm 18, I get a credit card. First day, I'm going to call these 1-800 numbers, buy all this stuff, man. You don't even know. And the instant that happened, I was like, eh. It's oh. just like I never did it. I've never called an 800 number to order something. You're like, this is a scam. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, the, yeah, clearly. The thing is now that with the advent of the Internet, they they're not needed anymore yeah. either. You can they can just scam online and it'd probably be cheaper than setting up a hotline. Well that's what ended Sky Mall. Oh. Magic drawing board! It's too loud. Yes, I remember this. These things, yeah. Like I remember my yes. cut my cousin had one of these and it was like, this shit doesn't work at all. Or we didn't know how to what how it worked. It? Damn. 
And it reset itself? I think I remember that. I saw it in the commercials. I swear that happened. Oh my god, this is so cool. Which you can just do the same by just... Oh, you yeah, you can. I mean, you can just... Uh, it's just chipping away at paint. That's what I assume this is. Oh, I love that. I love the only comment. What? Whoa, what's... Oh, I love it when videos have one comment. So cool and do awesome. <laughs> Close enough. This person, I want this person to comment on more videos. Oh, and they only have four subscribers. People, subscribe to Jamie Raggle. Yeah. Rangle. Make him the next big YouTuber. Yeah, let's give him a thousand subs. Yeah, I mean, if, Does he have any... if, if we make him famous fast enough, uh, the fame will be overwhelming and he'd drink himself to death. Jim, Jim, <laughs> get, Jim give Panelink and Panelink him in. He, he, has, he has videos. Like, he has a real channel. <laughs> He and he upped he upped his last one was six months ago. Hold on. We gotta like all gather together and just like wish this guy like a happy birthday or something. Like suddenly here, here, all these people go. care that's his, about that's him. His hey Pan, I have a question for you. Huh. Um, are there people that you like is there like a competitive thing that happens with um like what you do on the internet? Like do you compete with other people or are there not not really, although in, in my head I'm always like Wait, I want to review this, but wait, what if someone else reviews this before me? I gotta be the first. With, so you with, have to like stay in touch and like watch literally everything to stay on top of stuff. Oh, or? Not really. Well, just cartoons. Yeah, I mean, uh, with there's a lot, a lot of, of animation stuff. Not many people are reviewing, so yeah. it's if it's if it's not a new thing, it's a little easier. But with other stuff, it's like. Yeah. Someone will swoop in and do it. You're like, damn it. I mean, there's a lot of people who do cartoon reviews, although not all of them are as well produced as I am. No, yours are really well produced. Yeah. How do you deal with criticism? Yeah, I just ignore it. I, oh, yeah, I, 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 well, I just think back to that Toonami speech thing. Well, I guess it's time to hate on haters. Who is this piece of nobody? We've all got one. It's the person who says that sucks, no matter what you're doing. No matter how hard you try, it's useless! Now, this isn't the same as criticism. Criticism serves a healthy function. Sometimes it can even help you get better. That's because it comes from a good place. Hating, however, is when someone just wants to cut you down. They want to watch you fall. It's really quite sad. Tsunami's had a lot of criticism and a lot of haters in our time. We welcome the criticism because this is a work in progress and we want to hear what you guys think because we love you. But when it comes to haters, old Tom learned his lesson a while ago. You can't let him get to you. It will take more than that to end my existence. So keep your head up. Keep doing what works for you. And don't be afraid to listen to your critics. But always, always ignore the haters. We all deserve better. Yeah. I just, I mean, when you make something and you get a bunch of dislikes, I was just looking and going, well, I don't know. I made what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So if they don't, that's cool. I'm, and I yeah. just kind of move on. Because it's just like, um, I don't know. I was always the kid in high school or middle school that if someone would make fun of me, I would turn it around and make their joke into my joke. So it was like, I, I think if you look at like I, people always say you have a big head and then I would be like, Oh, that's what she said. Or that's what your mom said. <laughs> and then I'd make it into like this running gag and they wouldn't know what to do. And it's like, if you, if you just make it into a joke, it's a little easy, but sometimes you get a negative comment and like it ruins you're kind of like fucks with you more than you think it would, but it's, it's so, you know, but I try, I try to just go like, mm -hmm. eh, whatever, you know, but 
it's hard to it is hard to ignore. You know, it's like it sometimes you'll get something you're like, oh fuck, ouch, what'd you just do to me? Thank you, God. Yeah. My days were now. I feel really bad about myself. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I just like to shit post. Like someone would make a very stupid angry comment saying yeah i don't like how you ordered these these uh these things in this top 10 it should have been this way and this way and i always just write something stupid like hell yeah or just write yeah i see your comments and how you respond and i'm like yes i love that response you're always like so nonchalant <laughs> the, the, the best the best thing to do is just write with the letter k yeah just write k k <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the worst. So is this yes. the end of the podcast? I believe it is. Yes. Oh, okay. that's it. Okay. So cool. I'm Fan Pizza. Who are you, people? I'm Jim. Um, I'm Nolan. I'm Liz Hickey. And who's that person behind the scenes? <laughs> oh, I'm Casey Alexander. Mm-hmm. Lurk. Lurking. And and that's the end of the podcast. Next next video is gonna be. D- d- uh, Doug's Christmas special review. Goodbye, every pony. Oh, we, we we could have ended it without a fucking joke, Pam, but you pony. ruined it. Bye. <laughs> yif yif. This is Emily, and I can't record a song right now. I have school in the morning. Oh my gosh.